0: Good morning, everybody. It's so nice to see all your faces out there. And I am trusting that God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. As I found out, I was going to be teaching this morning at about 830, and I hadn't gotten in the shower yet. So (laughs) thank you for your patience. Anyway, um, the prelude that Leah gave this morning and a little bit that uh, Jen just said now, I will be teaching a class starting September 21st, Wednesday night, 6.30 to 8. And for those who care to linger on, uh, after their children have been picked up from childcare, feel free to linger on and we'll, uh, we'll just rejoice in the Lord. So the worship was this, this morning was just wonderful, wasn't it? Just really awesome. I totally felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. How many people feel the presence, the weighty presence of the Holy Spirit this morning? It's like a weight to it. There's a heaviness to it. And with it comes, of course, peace. So we just uh, lift up Pastor Quentin this morning, and we just thank you that God is performing uh, his word and that it never returns to him void, that all of us that uh, have known he has not been feeling well since he woke up this morning have been praying and uh, believing God for his total manifestation of the restoration of his health So I was going to just be making a simple announcement this morning with him here, and so I would have preferred that to have had him here with us, but we bless him at home. So anyway, uh, what we're going to be doing is looking at uh, God as a healer, uh, one of his many characteristics. It is just part of who he is, and we're going to be looking at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation uh, God particularly reveals himself uh, in Exodus as the God that heals you. And we will be looking at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life, the source of sin and sickness, and how that can manifest in our bodies and having lived in a fallen world. Uh, we're going to be going into quite a bit of depth about our identities as sons and daughters, as heirs of the Most High God, co-heirs with Jesus Christ, and until we really and fully, completely understand who we are in Christ, we are not going to go out and fulfill uh, the the fullness of the commission that, that God has given us, not only to go out and preach the gospel into all nations and baptize those, but also to go out and cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, heal the sick, and raise the dead. That is our commission. So, And we need to begin with ourselves. We need to begin in our homes. We're going to learn how, we're going to particularly look at the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to be looking at the different examples of healing and examples of deliverance, and we'll look at how simple and easy Jesus' prayers were. They were very short. They don't need to be long, complicated prayers. It's supposed to be easy enough for a child, right? <laughs> so we're going to practice prayer. Uh, we're going to look at biblical prayer models. We're also going to look at Randy Clark's a five-step prayer model that uh, is a very biblically sound prayer model. And so we're going to practice in the class praying for each other. I'm going to ask you to go home and, and lay hands and pray on your children, your spouses. And then as your confidence grows a little bit, to step out in your, in your community. When you're in the grocery store and you see somebody who is in need, you can go up and offer that person prayer. A lot of times people will reject your offer, uh, but prepare Uh, Ask God to prepare their hearts as you approach someone to receive your offer to pray for them. So everyone who is born again, who has received the gift of the Holy Spirit, has been changed from a sinner beggar to an heir, a son and daughter, with the fullness of the sonship, with all the rights and privileges of a citizen of heaven. So now we are to carry the sphere of of the kingdom of God and the atmosphere that that creates, which is the kingdom of heaven, we're to take that out into our environment and infect the world around us with the goodness of God. So in Psalm 103, as Leah gave a great introduction in Psalm 103, we're going to look at that, Mark, if we can look at that, Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. God loves to be praised. He loves to hear his children praise him. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins. How many believe that? Every hand should be up in here. Who forgives all your sins and heals all of your diseases. All of them. Where are the hands? All of them. Okay? Okay. Provision is made at the cross for your sickness and your your sin, your oppression and your poverty to be dealt with at the cross. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So we're going to really be focusing on having a heaven-to-earth mindset uh, because now we are praying from a position of authority that now that as believers – in Christ, who have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places, according to Ephesians 2.6. And now our spirit, who is both within us and seated at the right hand of the Father, our, our spirit man, who has been completely redeemed and made perfect by the Holy Spirit, is sitting at the right hand of the Father, literally in the lap of Jesus. So from that position, we pray as an overcomer, as a victor, as an heir of God, as a, as a co-heir with Jesus Christ. So when you begin to pray a heaven-to-earth mindset, you are going to see just a, a huge transformation in the manifestation of the prayers you are, have been praying in your life. If you're petitioning like the, uh, the widow who goes before an unfair judge, then uh, you could be petitioning and petitioning and petitioning to, for years. But God is not an unfair judge. He is a loving, wonderful father. And Jesus, of course, uh, in his mission in the world, is to teach us about who the father is. And he he doesn't refer to him as almighty God. He refers to him as father. And he actually refers to him as Abba, which in Hebrew means daddy. So it's really daddy God. So if we can look at God as a our Father God, as a loving parent who desires to bless his children, who has left his living will for us. And in that living will, he's told us about all the provision he has in store for us and what has been provided for you from the cross. But at the time of your conversion, you are truly made a new creation in Christ. And from the time of that conversion, all of heaven's riches are made available to you. And then it's our, our mission as believers to call heaven to earth. And that's really what the Lord's Prayer is. That's the first example. We have a prayer from Jesus. And he's literally addressing God as Father. And, he's, and he is calling that realm into this realm through the spoken word and through faith. And so faith is the currency with which these exchanges take place since the divine exchange that took place at the cross, our filthy rags, uh, and all of our stuff for his righteousness, his glory. And it says in Romans 8 that the whole creation groans in eager anticipation of the sons of glory being revealed. That word sons meaning believer. That's a, a, a man, a woman, a child. Anyone who is a believer in Jesus Christ is a son of God with the full rights and privileges of the inheritance that a firstborn son, for instance, had in the Old Testament. The firstborn son got everything. So now as believers, since the cross, we each have that complete and total inheritance that Jesus has given us through his power of attorney to us. And then by the uh, establishing uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit into each one who is called upon his name to receive him, out of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we then go out and complete our mission through the nine fruits of the Spirit, through the nine gifts of the Spirit. And as we all know that uh, some of us are part of the hand, some of us are part of the foot, some of us are part of the, the heart, the lungs, so on and so forth. We each have a part to play. And you know if you just stub your toe, if just one toe is not is out of commission, then it affects the whole body. So God wants to bring us to a place where the whole body is walking in the true identity of who we are, uh, the sons of glory being manifested, and then walking into our various spheres and absolutely infecting our environment with the goodness of God everywhere we go, overcoming the kingdom of darkness through the kingdom of light. And the best way that you can do that is to be informed. It says in Hosea that uh, God's people suffer from lack of knowledge. So if you really want to walk in victory, you need to be a disciple. It's not just enough to come here on Sundays. That's great. I'm glad that you're, you're saved and sealed and written in the Book of Life. But more than that, Jesus desired for uh, people to come and be disciples, to know his word, to learn his word, to know what's available to them, and how for each of you to receive all of your benefits, and then you're going to want to go out and spill it over into to the environment around you. That's how we change our region. We keep asking God to pour out his spirit, pour out his spirit, and change our region. He's waiting for us to wake up and figure out who we are and go out and actually fulfill the things that he told us to to do. And as you do that with knowledge, wisdom, understanding of who you are in Christ, the best way that you express it is through love. When you express your identity through love and not judgment and condemnation, you will absolutely captivate somebody. Somebody who is a non-believer, you will captivate them just with love. I'll give you an example. I was, some of you have heard this story, but uh, I was in a grocery store here in Maine a few years ago. Unfortunately, I just come from a really awesome prayer meeting. And I got into the store. I was in the produce section at Hannaford's, and this couple came in, a young man, a young woman, and they, uh, were, the air turned blue in the produce section. I have never heard such language in a public place in my entire 62 years of life. It was absolutely, and they were screaming obscenities, and the whole produce section cleared out. And I just sort of stood there, (laughs) and I started praying in tongues because I didn't even know how to pray for these people. When you don't know how to pray, pray in tongues because the Holy Spirit always knows how to pray and intercede on your behalf. And so I prayed in tongues for a few seconds, kind of whispering, and then all of a sudden that will open up the prayer line so you can hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go over there and tell them I love them and pray a blessing over them. So uh I can't tell you I really felt like doing that because they were so hostile. They had such a hostile uh atmosphere about them. And so I I went over and I tapped the woman uh, on the shoulder and she snarled and turned around and screamed, what do you want? And I said, I, I'm just here to tell you that God loves you and that he, he is pleased with you, and he just wants you to know that he loves you. I didn't feel like I was supposed to, right there, give him the whole gospel of Jesus. I just felt I was just to tell them that God loved them. And I said, would you mind if I prayed a blessing over you? And just telling her that God loved them completely changed the atmosphere in the entire grocery store. You could cut it with a knife. Everything stood still, and they their their countenance completely changed from hostility and hatred to just bewilderment and like, oh my gosh, somebody wants to tell me God loves me. So uh I prayed a blessing over them. It was a very simple blessing that God would just meet them where their needs were and just bless them with his goodness. And I felt at that point I was released to move on. And and she just looked at me so thoughtfully, and she said, Thank you. And so I moved on through the grocery store, and I felt really good. Because you know that when Jesus prompts you to do something, and then you do it, you know he's pleased with you. And then when you see the atmosphere shift like that, and you become a a, a world changer by changing your environment in that moment from darkness to light, it feels good. And you feel victorious over darkness. So I went along to the rest of the grocery store, and I came back. And uh, these two are in aisle two, and um, he's saying, can I get that for you there? And they're tender and sweet and loving and kind to each other. And so God just said, go back and tell them again, I love them so much, and I'm so pleased with them. So I went back and told them again, and they were like little kittens, they went from roaring tigers to little gentle kittens just through an expression of love. So you'd be amazed at what God will do if you're willing to go into a situation with love and not condemnation, not looking at them saying, oh, they're on drugs and they're and they're hostile and they're saying horrible words and, and they, they must have done something to bring this into their life. God didn't bring us to be sons and daughters uh, into his kingdom to go out and curse the world with condemnation and judgment. He wants us to bless people through love. So we're going to look at creation. We're going to look at the fall of mankind um, in this class. We're going to uh, look at God having a plan. And I'd ask, I've told some of you this before, uh, but I'll just repeat it. I'd ask uh, God once for a, a revelation of the Trinity because I wanted to get a full understanding how each part of the Trinity works. And so the Holy Spirit said to me, well, Father God is the author and the, and the writer of this divine drama. This is a divine drama that he wrote and he created. Jesus is the producer of the play. He paid for it with his blood. And the Holy Spirit is the director of the play. And he puts everything into motion that's in the plan of God. And so it's up to the Holy Spirit to direct each and every one of you. And oftentimes when we get a revelation and we start moving about in faith and learning new things and we get excited, and all of a sudden we think it's our job to be the Holy Spirit and tell everybody else how to make their lives better. So... Uh, if we're going to help other people, we have to do it through the channel of love and scripture, but to do it in a loving way as prompted by the Holy Spirit. So um, whenever you're super tempted to give somebody a word, make sure you go to the Holy Spirit first. Make sure that that word uh, is to be revealed through you. Sometimes you might be right on and that a person needs to receive a certain word from God, but not necessarily from you. He might have somebody else that's going to deliver that word. Sometimes it's a stranger. A lot of times, God will use uh, virtual strangers in your life or people who are not as emotionally involved as you might be in your own family. Some, I have people right now that I'm ministering to in Northern Ireland, and they, we are ministering back and forth to one another's families. And it's just amazing what God has been doing across the pond even through email, just through prayer and all being a part of the family of God. So we're really going to learn how to practice prayer and to be effective in our prayer. And we're not going to be looking at uh the aspect of healing from with a doctrine of experience, what our own experience has been. Well I prayed for somebody, I prayed with all my heart, I believed with all my heart, and that person wasn't healed. That's not what the class is about. The class is about examining who God is what the curse was, Jesus becoming the curse, and for those who would believe, your eternal life starts at the time of your conversion. Not after you die, it starts at the time of your conversion. And so you're fully equipped at that time. You may not look any different, you may not feel any different, but the deposit of the Holy Spirit within you has just placed within you, in your below your radar, so to speak, a whole new wealth of resource that is unlimited. So the only ones who limit us are ourselves. So I hope to invite you and excite you as to uh, coming to the class and signing up for it and being willing to step out of your comfort zone, because when you start praying for people for healing and deliverance, it will take you out of your comfort zone. Uh, the time I, for years and years, uh, I was in a church that did not believe uh, that healing was for today and taught that healing was not for today, taught that we would never see miracles, and taught us not to even look for them or believe for them in any way. So I grew up in an atheist home. I became uh, a Christian when I, when my daughter was born, actually, uh, 33 years ago. And then I uh, unfortunately waited seven years before I got into Bible study, because if you're a new A new Christian, and you don't get into your Bible and start becoming a disciple, you're basically going to see very little progress until you start digging into the word. I started digging into the word 26 years ago, and God blessed the people in that first class because I had hundreds of questions. And I really wanted to know and learn the Bible and know it well and know how to be armed and equipped. God puts that into every believer. That is in there in you. You just have to tap into it. All you have to do is ask God for the desire to be a disciple. Don't just decide on your own. I'm going to be a disciple and just think you're going to do it in your own strength. You're not. You ask God to amply supply you through the Holy Spirit, and he's eager to answer your prayers in this and to place the desire within you to become a disciple and to step out and to learn the word of god learn how to use it as a weapon because as you know it's it's sharper than any double edged sword dividing soul and spirit joint and marrow and the very thoughts and intents of the heart so the sword of the spirit is the most powerful weapon in the universe and if you learn how to use it and wield it properly there will be no force of darkness that can come against you. So uh we will learn how to be spiritual warriors and just like my son was a marine and um, my son went to started with Paris Island and did two horrific tours in Iraq with miraculous, miraculous protection and provision from uh, the Holy Spirit, from Father God, through the blood of Jesus, it was just amazing that that in itself is a sermon on the miracles that my son walked through psalm ninety one it was just awesome and so just as he had to learn how to develop his physical not only his physical muscles to become a warrior and to become strong physically, but he had to learn how marines, navy seals our, our army uh, all of our various of branches of the military, particularly those in the ground forces in infantry, have to learn how to overcome fear, so that when the enemy advances, they are constantly being trained to respond in an attack against the enemy, as opposed to retreating in fear. So it's so much of that is just learning how to be, to move and to overcome and, and get beyond your feelings that are coming against you, a paralyzing fear, and learning how to be powerful and active and aggressive in response to the enemy. So we're going to do the same kind of things in this because uh, uh, originally we were created to be spirit beings and through the fall of mankind we became beings who lost our spirit, uh, direction and discernment, and now we became creatures who had uh, learned about the environment from the outside in instead of from the inside out. So now we were learning through our feelings, our senses, our emotion, and that's all within the soul realm. So we'll be looking at the difference between the spirit realm, the soul realm, and the physical realm, how they're connected, how to overcome things in, in the physical and in our worldly uh, way of doing things we we feel a cold come on and we say i'm getting a cold i feel it coming on i'm going to take a bunch of vitamin c and it's not that i'm saying you shouldn't take vitamin c but what i'm saying is we've got to learn to start seeing ourselves as sickness is trying to come on me in the name of jesus i'm healed by jesus stripes i command sickness to leave me I break that off of me in the name of Jesus and start taking authority over it because when you speak words out of the curse you'll have the effects of the curse even though you've been delivered from the curse so that's what we want to learn how to do we want to try to overcome be conscious of our words and start to look at them this week as you go home And you catch yourself saying things that aren't coming out of the blessing of God. They're coming out of the curse. And we're so used to doing that, even in the body of Christ and within the church. We very much are used to responding to the physical thing that's going on first, rather than going to the spirit and the word of God first, and then taking this thing down from there. Because we we wrestle against principalities and powers and not flesh and blood. And so we have to... We have to wage war through divine weapons and not worldly weapons to learn how to overcome the enemy. So that's what we hope to entice you to do there. So we're going to look at Jesus becoming the curse of the law when he hung on the tree and what that has done for uh, mankind, the provision that was made at the cross for the whole world, for all mankind, that God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. God desires that no one perish, so he's made provision there, So we want to know all of God's benefits, such as we sang this morning in that beautiful song, such as Leah expounded on since, I don't know if it's up here yet, no, but Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, uh, read those in your Bible and begin to become familiar with those things that you have a spiritual bank account with an unlimited uh, supply of the blood of Jesus that God deposited in you at the time of your conversion and that's the way you want to live out the rest of your life you want to live your life out through the blessing of God because God sees looks at things from the end to the beginning and we're so often we're in our process and we're looking at things from our perspective and we're going this way from left to right Hebrew is is read from right to left and God sees the finished and so he sees the finished product in us that Uh, oftentimes he's shown me that he is the master jeweler, that we're all diamonds, he's created us all to be diamonds. And sometimes you pick up a diamond and a jeweler can see immediately what looks to you like just a rock. A jeweler can see a magnificent diamond in there. And so no matter how much you cut off of that diamond, it doesn't change the characteristics of, of what it is. It was always a diamond, it was created to be a diamond. And so then the master jeweler begins the cutting process and the polishing process, which could be your spouse. <laughs> it could be your friends. It could be your neighbors. Life's challenges and uh, bosses, situations that you encounter every day in your environment, in your world, in your circle. Uh, you will come across somebody that's probably going to be sandpaper in your life for one reason or for another. And uh they are actually meant to be a blessing and, and so if we walk our our walk out in love, we'll receive uh what's going on with that person. Pray for those who afflict you. I will tell you if you're walking in unforgiveness and you go to the altar and you're asking God for anything, you might as well lay your altar down and your your gift down and walk away. Until you're ready to be reconciled to your brother and walk in love and if you're holding offense we see in the models of prayer in the lord's uh, the lord's prayer and the mountain moving prayer of faith in mark 11:22 to 25 that jesus connects forgiveness with the answer to prayer and provision so if you'll take a look at your lives this week between now and when we start the class is there a place in your life that you're holding some bitterness or some unforgiveness towards someone If the Holy Spirit brings someone to mind, release them, forgive them, do it quickly. Because otherwise you're going to go around the mountain and you're going to go around the mountain and you're going to go around the mountain until you finally do it. At some point you're finally going to do it. So just get it over with and do it. (laughs) And you will see that God loves that. He will bless it. And uh, a lot of times in an atmosphere of forgiveness that has been released through love, The presence for healing is available there and all of a sudden you'll feel led to pray for someone that's had an affliction and they're healed in the name of Jesus. So we need to make sure as we walk out, even though we've been uh, justified by the blood of Christ, we're being sanctified through the process of the Holy Spirit that Pastor Quentin's talking about right now, the sanctification process within the soul realm of getting your mind, your will, emotions in alignment with what has just taken place in your spirit, man, to transform you into the image and likeness of Jesus, that's the whole point of all of it, is to bring us forth as gold, to remove the dross, uh, God again is the jeweler removing the dross, and so, until He sees His reflection in it. So if you're up against a lot of affliction in your life, just praise the Lord, thank Him, He's polishing you, take a look at what's going on, see, and begin with, is there any place I'm walking in unforgiveness, where I'm not walking in love? If you begin there, then you are going to be blessed in your, in your progress. And as you go from that point forward, just listen to the Holy Spirit. He will give you words of knowledge. Ask for words of knowledge. Ask if there is a root when you're praying for someone. We'll get into this in quite a bit of depth about if you can get, a, receive a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit as to what a root might be in someone that you're praying for who's been prayed for and you just can't seem to break through it or that person was healed, had a manifestation of healing and sicknesses come back. We will also examine how to not only get well, but how to stay well. So that is going to be the the goal and the aim of, of our pursuit in this class. So we want to develop our spiritual muscles. We want to hone our spiritual reflexes. And so that's what we're going to be doing. I hope to entice you. And there's going to be a sign-up sheet in the foyer for those of you who can sign up, and I hope to have a little bit of warning. You can sign up this week and next week, but I need to have copies made of materials that I'm going to give to you, so I'm going to give you a breakdown of the Gospel of Mark, as I said, uh, all the various uh, verses and stories of Jesus healing and delivering people from affliction, and so the same charge is before us to go out and free the captives, as in Isaiah 61. We want to go out and free those around us. And freedom really needs to begin with ourselves. Uh, you're not going to be a perfect finished product before you go out and start praying for other people. Don't wait to to be, in your mind, perfect, and have it all together before you start stepping out, just in faith and, and trusting that God is going to supply your needs and he's going to be there for you. He wants to bless your prayer as he sees, puts you in the path of someone that needs prayer. So I ask you to um, begin to do a little uh, self-examination this week and just say, Lord, I just want to walk in absolute, agape, unconditional love towards my fellow man and show me any place or anyone in my path that I can bless, anyone that has been that I have held an offense against, or that holds an offense against me, show me how to bless them. So begin with praying blessings over that person, and God will begin to bring people into your life. Um, so anyway, I, I grew up in an atheist home. I uh, was in a started this Bible study 26 years ago, and I dug in. I really dug in deep. I took a deep, a long courses that lasted for years, and I studied and studied and studied the Word. And the more you study the Word, the more you just have to study the Word. It's just so, it's so amazing. And the more you get into the, the Greek and the Hebrew and you see the depth of it, the masterpiece of it, the mathematical nature of it, it's just astounding how glorious it is. And so I hope that this will in, intoxicate you and give you a desire to want to dig into the Word of God. And uh, we had Bible study here this winter, I understand, with Cheryl leading the class in the Gospel of John, a wonderful place to start with a loving Gospel of John. And uh, we're going to get into a lot of meat throughout scripture. Um, but I know for myself, as I, I was in, th- in my Bible for years and years and years and years, I just knew there was more than the church environment I was in. And so I had an encounter 14 years ago, coming up September 29th and 30th this year. I had an eight-hour encounter with the Holy Spirit in my kitchen on September 30th. And it was a very supernatural, astounding, the most astounding eight hours of my life that took place in my kitchen. And from that point on, God told me to start laying hands on the sick and believe they would be made well. And he just started, and at the time I lived in Florida, uh, he just started, people just started showing up at my house. He will put people in your path. And people came out of nowhere and I would get phone calls from friends who were in medical situations and kind of have somebody that, that wasn't uh, getting any better. They couldn't make any breakthrough medically with this person and he would send them. They would just show up at the house in the, the presence of God. He just, if you're a willing subject, he will just pour out his grace through you. And so it was a glorious time. I learned a lot. And, and when uh, originally I was first asked to put together this uh, healing class a few years ago, I wanted to just jump into what I had learned in the last 14 years. And God said, no, You have to go back to the beginning. So I sat down one day and the Holy Spirit, I stayed in my pajamas for three days and just wrote. And the Holy Spirit just had me go back to Genesis and start there. If we don't understand the origin of sin and sickness, we're not going to understand the magnitude of Jesus becoming the curse and therefore obliterating it. Through uh, the wrath of God poured out in the body of Jesus Christ to obliterate the curse for those who would come to believe. Yes, it says in Revelation the curse will still be operating in the earth until everyone walks in the until the earth is covered with just believers. At some point beyond the, the, the judgments, uh, then there is still going to be a, a curse operating in those who are unbelievers. So, but for you who have been set free at the cross, rejoice and embrace. What you have, you have something greater, richer, uh, more, uh, more awesome. There aren't even words to express it. More magnificent than any of us fully realize. And when we finally get a grasp in Romans 8 of who we are, the whole creation is going to absolutely be transformed through an outpouring of the Spirit through the sons and daughter of God who have woken up, church, they've woken up to the benefits uh, that have been made available to us as we looked at in Psalm 103 this morning. And we we're going to go into much greater depth into Isaiah 53 in the class and many, many other scriptures. So I will tell you that... Uh, I would just hope to bless you this morning. I uh, didn't have any preparation for today. This is all very spontaneous. But if anybody does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior here, I'd love for you to come up to the altar afterwards. We'd be happy to pray with you a prayer of uh, repentance so that you can receive the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you can be a son, a daughter, an heir of the Most High God, a co-heir of Jesus Christ. And then at that moment, you are justified in the name of Jesus. You can boldly go before the throne of grace. And at that moment, you are fully equipped in the Spirit. Even though you don't feel any different, you have the resources, of the Holy Spirit, to then begin to be a disciple and to begin to walk out the plan of God that he has for you. And he has for you He wants you to be a beacon of light. He wants you to be a a ferocious instrument of his goodness against the kingdom of darkness. And if anybody wants to to be prayed for for healing today, I welcome you to come up. And I love you all. I look forward to getting to know you in the class. And I hope that you'll come out on Wednesday night. And uh, I just feel like I should pray for all of you right now. So if you bow your heads. Father God, we just praise you. We thank you this morning for Pastor Quentin. We thank you for his love and devotion to you, Lord. And we thank you that you have provided for him healing at the cross. And we thank you, Lord, that uh, you have heard our prayers and our petitions. And we know that you are doing your part performing your word, Lord. And all we are to do is to do our part, stand firm, believe, and leave it to you, Lord. And so we just praise you for your goodness. And I ask, Father, for just the weight of your spirit to be poured out on each person here, that they would feel that tangible, weighty presence of peace and love. No condemnation, no religious spirits operating, no doctrines that are trying to uh, create judgment. It's just love. We're brothers and sisters in love. And, Father, we desire to express the love you have placed in us, through us, to bless those around us, Lord, and bless the world. And so we just praise you, Father. We thank you. I thank you for the opportunity to share my passion today with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, I just pray a blessing on everyone here that your goodness just overwhelms them this week in everything they say and do, and that they will begin to just look at the words coming out of their mouths. Are they words of life, or are they words spoken through the curse? And so, Lord, I just pray you would give each and every one a revelation of what you have established for them at the cross and what you have deposited in them through the Holy Spirit and how you long and you desire to just show them the depths of your love and to just change the world through your children. You could do it all by yourself, but you, you desire to involve us, to participate with us and give us an opportunity to do the the things that are of your will and your goodness, Lord. And so we just praise you, Lord, and we thank you. And we bless each and every person here in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
1: So awesome. Um, I just want to go with where she's talking about praying. If you are here today and you need prayer for anything... Maybe there's a situation going on, and you're just like, God, I I don't know what to do. I need your wisdom. I need your guidance. You know, if you're standing in faith for a friend or a family member that has not surrendered their life to the Lord and made that commitment to Him to be a disciple and to live in the life that the life of abundance that He has for us. Um, we'd love to come into agreement and call them forth into the kingdom of light with you. Um, if you have sickness in your body and you need a healing touch from God, uh, whatever it may be, if, if you haven't yourself given your life over to the Lord and you say, you know what, I want to do that this morning, whatever it is, um, we'd love for you to just come forward right now. Um, um, Kyle is here. I, who else? Miss Donna, um, those of you that have helped um, pray uh, with people, if you don't mind coming, coming forward so we can pray. But right now, if we'll just, um, everyone just close our eyes and we'll just wait on the Lord. And if, if you need prayer for anything, again, we would just love to pray with you this morning.